paper is with two couple of co-authors who I have been working with for a long time, Rajesh Rao at the Sikkim University and Savitra Chikkar with the Institute of Economic Growth in Delhi. <coughs> so let me move on. And what I want to start off is by something that I pretty much anybody who has followed India in recent uh, years knows about this. This is the Made in India program. You have that lion at the, on, the, on, the, on the side. It's been launched by the Prime Minister in September 2014. And the idea is taken straight from the website of the Made in India program of the Government of India. It says that designed to make India into a global design and manufacturing hub, uh, which is a strong statement because India is nowhere near that. Um, and one important objective of this particular Made in India program, in fact, perhaps the most important objective, was to make the regular policies to relax them so that there would be more investment and easy to do business in India. That was really the big, big thing about this particular program. And of course, there is a background to this, which is that two things. One is that India does very badly in the rankings on ease of doing business, which the World Bank brings out every, every year. Um, it was 142 to 114. Then magically, this year, it became 100. You probably have to skip the publicity around this because it was seen, and rightly so, as a very, very sharp improvement in India's ranking. Uh, on this, and I'll, I'll say a couple of words about that later. But the other thing that's important to keep in mind, and again, if you've been following India's economic development, you know that India simply has not performed well in manufacturing. Um, it just hasn't done well in manufacturing, especially in intensive manufacturing, and the usual route that normally countries have in terms of successful economic development is <coughs> agriculture, limited manufacturing, and then over time, human capital intensive manufacturing. India simply hasn't done that. In separate work, I call that the lost transformation um, because that's transformation that our transformation that never was. And that's something that has always been a problem. Why has India not really done that? So clearly, the whole rationale behind the Made in India program, who can disagree with it? There's no doubt that India needs to kickstart manufacturing. If we need to create jobs for unskilled workers streaming into the cities from, from the villages. So that's, there's no doubt about that. And there's also no doubt that India is a difficult place to do business. So again, there's no question that trying to improve its ranking around these issues of easy doing business is something that nobody can disagree with. But the thing, if you look at you know, the publicity around the ranking, the improvement in ranking that happened this year, what is interesting is that actually on the two crucial kinds of indicators of doing business, starting a business, how long does it take to start a business, India's rank was 156 in 2017, and dealing with construction permits. If you want to start a business, you need to build, get a, a, build a factory, you need land, you need to get construction done. So dealing with construction permits, the rank was 181. Given the 190 countries in this ranking, India's right pretty much at the bottom, or very close to the bottom, certainly construction permits are at the bottom. So there's virtually no improvement over time in these important indicators. And you know, just looking at something that's pretty much a nice way to think about um, you know, summary statistic on this, days required to start a business, 33 days to start a business in 2013, it's 13 2017. Marginal improvement of three days is nothing at all. So the interesting thing here is why the hype about India's improvement, uh, the reason India improves quite dramatically, uh, this year was really around the bankruptcy law <coughs> procedures which India, the government uh, enact, uh, implemented, which was the main reason why India's ranking improved. But on the really basic issues around how long does it take to start a business? How long does it take to, take to get a construction permit? Nothing much has changed. Okay? So, so that's just keeping that in mind, that we really haven't seen much improvement on that. 
But before we get to this question, let's just think about how do we think investment takes place in a developing country, okay? So we think, oh yeah, all right, Mr. X, uh, Mrs. X goes to the industry office, responsible approval of the, of the investment licenses or construction permits in the country, different, different offices handling that in different countries, files an application, the rules say that it takes 15 days to get a license, the investor patiently waits for 15 days, on the 15 day, walks over to the office, the license is there, waiting for this person, it's all approved and all the stuff, okay? Uh, no prices are given, rules are predictable, and there is no uncertainty when the approval will be given, right? That's the kind of way we think about investment history taking place when people follow rules. Um, and in this, in this context, the lower the number of days to get a license, the less is the transaction cost of investment, waiting is costly for a business, and the more likely the country will, in, will in attract investment. That's the whole rationale behind doing business. That's the whole rationale about ease of doing business. If you try to make the number of days to get a license lower, investors will get attracted to your country, they will come because they obviously don't like to wait, things are very predictable, and investment will flow. So that's the kind of argument, right? Um, and the other like, assumption behind the Made India program, this is the assumption of other matter, any policy initiated that emphasizes reforms of formal rules. How long does it actually take to get a license? How long does the office really need to go through the paperwork and approve and so on? But this kind of thing really does not happen in India, or for that matter, practically any, any low-income country. This is not the way the world works in these countries. This might happen in Denmark. It might happen in the UK. <coughs> it might happen in Australia. It might happen in the US, but not in a country like India. And that's where exactly what we need to start thinking that what really do we see in a country like India? In a country like India, we don't have rules dictating investment decisions, but deals. So what do we mean by deals? Deals are very simply an, an understanding variation investment decisions require understanding between countries of similarly bad institutions. So you're not talking about countries that have different rules. You're talking about a situation, pretty much every country you're talking about in a low-income context have weak institutions. This is really the variation that we have in terms of the way deals take place in these countries. So what are deals? So deals, not rules, dictate the terms of most investment decisions. And deals are also uh, selectively enforced. The deal, uh, the deal by itself means that I, the investor, walks in the office of the industry office, and the industry officer knows me personally, thinks that I'm somebody special, I get this license, somebody else walks in 10 minutes later, that person is not somebody the industry officer knows and doesn't get a license. That's a deal. It's a personal relationship between the bureaucrat and the political elite and the investor. That's what a deal is. And that's exactly the way the world works in this kind of context, including India. And I'll show you some evidence of this. So the thing that's important to keep in mind here is, this is not a rule. It's not a situation where we are in Denmark. It's not a situation where you walk into office and no matter who you are, how you look like, who you know, the rule is that you get a license in 15 days, doesn't matter who you are, the license will be given to you. Not less than 15 days and probably not more. Here it's really a question of whom you know, how, you, how connected you are, and that's when you see a situation where somebody goes in in the morning, gets a license in 10 days, and somebody goes in the afternoon and has to wait for a license maybe for a very long time. So that's what a deal is, right? And therefore, in that situation, what do we mean is not a neutral application of policies 
a rule, but essentially a firm investor-specific arrangement, which could be linked to political connections, could be linked to lots of other things, could be corruption, but something specific between the investor and the bureaucrat, whoever is responsible, or the political, the political part of the elite was responsible for giving you the approval for an investment license. That's very specific. Okay. Now, um, and the other thing that also is important here is because it's a deal, because it's very personalized, it depends on the regime, the administration in the process. Now, if it's a rule, you have a change of government, say in the UK, it shouldn't really affect the number of days it takes to get investment license in this country. Shouldn't really make any difference unless the government says, I'm going to change the rules. But in the context like India, it really depends on who's there, how do they know you, how do you actually relate with them, and that would mean that the regime and administration is very some kind of regime we have, and therefore can be quite, could be big changes in that particular way you get a license as soon as regimes change, or when the bureaucrat changes or the political leader changes. It's very subject to essential uncertainty about, about, about these things. Um, and so also, the, the other thing that's important here is that who gets a deal <coughs> depends on what business is being essentially is coming to the door. So if I'm, for example, to take an example in the Indian context, I'm Ivana Adani, I might get a favorable deal versus somebody else who might have a different kind of relationship with the government. So really then, the question is, which of the business interests who are being present there, who are essentially coming into the door, and that will then influence exactly who gets the deal and who doesn't get the deal. Now the point really is that this is not something specific to India. Um, this is, there's a very nice paper, and I mean, the, essentially the paper is what we really sort of think about this in, a, in, in, the, in this particular paper, uh, presentation. In this paper by Lad Pritchett and, and Mary Holloway Dreimer, what they do is that they do something very straightforward but remarkably informative. So what they do is they take the World Bank doing business indicators which says, for well, this country, the formal rule is that it takes 30 days to get an investment license. That's the formal rule. That's what's said. That's essentially when you come to the office, you see on, on, in front of the office, here's the rule. And then what they do, so that's the doing business indicator, that's the de jure rule. And that's what, then what they do is they look at what do firms actually say, how long it took to get the license. And that you get from a different survey with the World Bank called the World Bank Enterprise Service. The World Bank Enterprise Service does a huge sample of countries, firms in different countries, and asks them how long did it actually take for you to get the license or to get a concession for it. So then you can map what the de jure rule is with the de facto deal, and you find something remarkable, which you see in this particular diagram, that you have most countries where the rule would have been, suppose the rule and the, and the deal was the same. In other words, the number of days it actually took versus the official rule, if they're, they're exactly the same, you'd be in the 45 degree line, and you don't deviate the 45 degree line. But what we see are most countries, and these are countries on the, on, the, on the horizontal axis, in most countries, what the formal rule is versus what actually happens is a big difference. So in most countries, dehori rules, formal rules, don't seem to matter in the, in the developing country context. What really matters is exactly what, how you actually interact with the bureaucrat or the political, uh, political elite in that particular context. So there's a big deviation there, and that just tells you right away that this focus that we have in the Made in India program or more than any other program that looks at rules simply is meaningless. 
doesn't make it make any difference because that's not the way investment works in most country contexts. Okay? Not just that. The other thing that's interesting is that you see for the same country huge variation in who gets a deal. Some, as I said, somebody can come in and get the license in, in a day flat, and sometimes somebody can wait for well over a year. So it's who you are that matters, and obviously here, lots of things come into play, political connections, bribes, and so on. So, in other words, for the same country, you can see huge variation in the number of days it takes to get a license, in other words, the number of days you can get a particular deal. So, he, so that again tells you that looking at the de Yori rule, doesn't seem to be very useful when you think about actual investment decisions. So that's then takes me this next question. Uh, so before I get to the argument, let me just show you this graph. So this graph here is essentially a plot of the days it takes off in the operating license in India. So you can see a big peak here. This is around this is 30 days. But actually, there are quite a few firms in India where they've been waiting for a license for almost 400 days. 400 days, much more than a year. And there are some firms here who've got their licenses like in two days flat. That's quite amazing. This is just all in their graph, right? So yes, there are a bunch of firms who get their licenses around 30 odd days, but then we see this long tail where we have many firms who are waiting for almost eternity to get their operating license. Question is, why do we see this? And who is it? Who are the firms here on this side? And which are the firms that are on this side where we see such wide variation in the same procedure getting operating license? Should not really differ because the procedures are very straightforward, they're simple to understand. It should not be the case, they should differ so much. So that takes me to my argument. The argument I'm going to make in a nutshell is the following. The, day, the Made in India program emphasizes reforms in day theory rules. That's the way anybody talking about doing business talks about. How do we make things easier for the investor? That's the way we think about reforming rules. But the way we, I'm going to show you that the way things have happened in India and other developing countries is through deals which are essentially personalized relationships between political and bureaucratic actors on one side and the business act on the other side. That's the way investment happens. And I want to show you that in India, what we have is a situation, in spite of what we've heard to the media and what we heard from the government, actually it doesn't take that long to get your operating license in many cases. Or in most, most cases. So what we really seem to see is a situation where the rules might say something, what's really happening on the ground is completely different. Number one. The second point I will think I'll show you, and I'm going to use, you, I'm going to use this, uh, some national data, I'm going to show you that actually where you get the best deals are the worst performing states as far as state capacity is concerned. Because you're going to come back and say to me, you know what, in Gujarat is pretty good. It's a, it's a great state for manufacturing. So if there are people who get the deals in like in 10 days, what's the problem? In Gujarat, the bureaucrats want investment. They're really pushing for investment. That's why they want to see the firms get investment licenses as soon as possible. But no, what we seem to see, the situation where the worst performing states in terms of state capacity are where firms get the best deals. That's a contradiction in, in terms. How is that possible? Number one. Also, I'll show you some suggestive evidence that 
Um, so, the, so this goes against the, the, the conventional wisdom that it's the bad rules that are be, the problem behind India's weak performance in manufacturing. Because if it's the key is that the states with weak capacity are the ones who get the best deals, there's no correlation between the capacity of the state, governance, and who gets investment licenses. Something else is going on. Also, I'm going to show you and some, more, uh, some data on this that the firms that get the best deals are often the least productive firms. It's not even a situation where bureaucrats are actually saying to a firm, I think you're pretty good. You deserve it because we know you're going to be you are the most productive among the firms that are asking for licenses. I'm going to give, give the license to you in a few days. I'm going to make everybody else wait for the normal process. That's not the way you seem to see from the data. So again here, this is a contradiction because this goes against the view that making it easier for firms to do business would be good for the economy. Because all the firms of getting the best deals are the ones which are the, low, the least productive firms, that argument can't hold. Something else is again going on out here. So this takes me to the final point, which is pretty obvious from this, that contrary to what we commonly believe, the ease of doing business in India is not the constraint or the key constraint to manufacturing in India. If anything, it seems to be that the wrong type of firm gets, do, gets the best deals in weak institutional context. So therefore, any discussion about trying to make things easier on the formal rules, simply this is the argument that first of all, firms are not even waiting for rules to be enforced, they're getting their, their license anyway, but also they're getting their license in states where state capacity is very weak, which probably implies that they, are, they have captured the state, and also, the ones that are least productive firms are the ones who are getting the best deals. So it's not really the argument that somehow you have to reform rules to get investment going and to have productivity growth. Something else is going on out there. Okay? So I'm going to make this argument. I'm going to take, take you through some data. But here is the data. The data I'm going to use is the World Bank Enterprise Surveys on the Indian manufacturing sector. The survey was carried out a few years back. Pretty much before the, the Modi, uh, well, it, 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 in between the Modi government coming to power in June 2014. And the firms are selected from universal registered firms using a standard standardized survey instrument and follows the 35 random sampling method. Okay? We have a whole bunch of firms, about 9,000 plus firms in a small, medium, large size in 27 industries in 23 states. One thing I should say about this data this data does not collect this, so the, the, uh, the World Bank does not collect information in this survey on informal manufacturing. But that's not really our concern. We are interested in knowing how do formal firms get their licenses. So even if you're talking small, the small here is like 10 workers in the firm, not a firm of three or four workers. Okay? These are registered, uh, registered firms, registered factories act in India, and therefore they're formal sector firms. Right? There is a certain informal sector firms, but that I really feel is not very reliable. So I've been using this, this particular data set. Okay, let's just first understand deal-making in the states. The great thing about this data set is that it can allow me, it allows me to go state by state. Because there are so many firms in this, in this data set, I can actually look at how deal-making happens state by state. That is simply not possible in other country contexts where we don't have a large sample of firms. This is the thing that's advantageous about this particular data set, because you have a large sample. Okay. So we're going to be looking at two questions in the enterprise survey, which are very straightforward questions. The first question is, how many days did it take you to obtain this operating license? The day of the application, the date was granted. 
So the survey is done with all these firms, 9,000 plus firms. They ask each firm, can you give me an answer to this question? How many did it take you to get the license from the day you applied to the day it was approved? Simple question. Okay. Second question was that for those firms who wanted a construction permit, how many days did it take you to obtain the construction permit for the day of the application to the day the permit was granted? Now the second question actually, we have less number of observations, less firms, because not all firms need construction permits. Every firm needs operating license. That every firm needs. You can't, you can't invest without operating license. But not every firm needs a construction permit. So on that, we have far fewer observations. And I'm going to not get to use that this second variable as much as the first variable. Okay, um, so we're going to construct these variables. We have we're going to just call it OPLIC, which is operating license, and construction permits con PMT, just to keep in mind the notations. And we're going to use this now to see what happens in deal making state by state. Okay, so here's what we see. All right. So before uh, before I get into the actual data, I'm just going to also classify deals into three kinds of deal, four kinds of deals. Good deals are deals where you get your license in less than or equal to 15 days. Okay deals are when you get you know, a license in 15 to 45 days, and bad deals are when you get a license for more than, more than 45 days. First of all, first point here, when I say good, bad, and okay, there's no normative implication here. I'm not making normative implications. Good doesn't necessarily mean good from a welfare point of view. I'm just saying good from the firm's point of view. The firm would like to have the license as soon as possible. So a good deal is a situation the firm gets a license fairly quickly, just less than 15 days. Okay, is between 15 and 45, and 45 is bad. You might say, why this particular thresholds? It doesn't really matter. It's just a nice way to think about good, okay, and bad deals. And punishment deals are when it takes you more than what the official policy is. The official policy say, says that if you take X, it should take you 30 days, and it takes you 40 days. That's a punishment deal because it's taking you even more than what the official policy is. So we call that punishment deals. Okay, um, and we consider a summary measure that tells us simply, it's a very simple way to kind of put the data together in a, in a way it's easy to understand that the measure is the proportion of firms getting good deals, the proportion of firms getting bad deals, the ratio. This is a simple summary measure of trying to put all the data together. Okay, let's look at this graph, and this is quite remarkable. Okay, so let's first see, let's see there. All right, so there we, the red line is the theory rule, formal rule. This is what the government is focused on. How do we make this red line move to the left? Okay. So in Delhi, a bunch of firms get their licenses 10 to 15 days. So you can see the red line is approximately around 40. And then you can see the long tail on the other side. There are firms who are waiting for 200 days to get their license. 200 days. Okay. You can see now, as you go down the way, you see quite a bit of variation. Bihar, the state where the Bihar is around, around 38, but a bunch of firms get, most of the firms get their deals to get their licenses in less than 40 days. If you go around, in some cases, like, uh, you don't see the red line, the red line is so far to the, to the, uh, to my left, that you can't even see. So in other Pradesh, the data is probably around 25 or something, but most firms are getting their licenses in less than five days. Less than five days. Okay? Orissa is quite remarkable. In Orissa, it pretty much takes a day, one day, to get your license. And the data rate can't even be seen in this document. The data rate is like 
again, much more than 15 days. Okay? UP is again interesting. State you think in a bad state with governments. In UP, you're getting a license in less than 10 days. Again, the board is run five. And you can see as you go along a very similar picture. Yes, there are states where actually it takes more time to get your license than the day hard. That's not enough. That's a, supposed to be a high growth state, highly performing state, a very strong manufacturing sector. In Tamil Nadu, actually, you get a license more than what the official policy is. So that's, again, quite counterintuitive. Okay? Um, and so, you know, West Bengal, state is bad, a fairly, you know, had a previous leftist government, so on. Here again, yes, there are forms here which are quite markedly stuck with not getting a license for almost a year. Sometimes more. But there are forms here, the majority of forms are the situation where they're getting the license pretty quickly. So this is telling you something that's quite surprising and not really well understood. How can you explain in a given state, in a, so imagine a state like West Bengal, what are the policies of our investment licenses? If I was comparing West Bengal with some other state, I could still say West Bengal's policies are different from Gujarat. You know you could see some differences. Talk the same state, same, same industry office. The same industry office, two different firms walk in. And one, one firm takes about 300 days to get a license, and another firm gets about the license less than 10 days. That cannot be explained that easily. And number one. And number two, no matter what you think about, uh, when we hear this hype about the Made in India program, firms actually in India don't seem to take too, many, too much time in the majority of states to get the licenses. Okay, so you know, so I think you pretty much you can see the same pattern. Kerala is, Kerala is interesting because Kerala is two kinds of firms. A bunch of firms get licenses very quickly, and a bunch of firms get licenses after a long time. So Kerala is an interesting situation. You don't see that kind of pattern for other states. And then Karnataka is interesting because Karnataka actually a lot of firms, again like Tamil Nadu, are taking a long time, more than what the JRA policy states. So we see quite big differences across states in India when we see, first of all, where are firms mostly taking the time to get over the peaks of this problem distribution, and also the variation that we seem to see across the state in the number of days it takes to get a license. If I look at construction permits, I get something similar, so I will not get through that too much. Again, very similar story. Uh, as I said to you, construction permits are a little bit worried because I don't have too many firms in each category. But even there, we have very similar factor. Okay? So that, again, tells you something else is going on. Now, this particular table, if you can't read it, I just want to find out some highlights here. Uh, it's just a way to summarize the, the graphs. So something important to see everything here. But the point here, again, is, so let's take, let's take Delhi. Okay? Delhi, right at the top, the operating license. In Delhi, there are firms with 10% percentile one. There are firms which get their license in one day. And 90 percentile is 90. And there are firms which get their licenses in 90 days. One day versus 90 days. Huge difference. Okay? And you can see that the max in Delhi is one each day. There are firms which take 80 days, 180 days to get their license. And you can see as you go down this, this particular table, Exactly the same pattern, the differences across different states, the same pattern. You see huge variation 
huge variation for the same state in the number of days it takes to get operating license. It simply cannot be explained by standard arguments about you know, the kind of inefficient behavior in the system and so on. Something else going on. Um, so, you know, very similar, so I don't I want to get to the other, other roles, but essentially the same story. Now, here is a way to summarize this, which is the, the D that has the last, last uh, column there. So, D is telling you what's the proportion of good deals with the proportion of bad deals. Okay? And you can see that Bihar is a state which is, does fantastically well in getting deals, good deals. Bihar. Okay, not the state you normally thought of. Okay, the D is 1,800. The higher the D, the more that in that state firms are getting good deals because D is the ratio of good deals, proportion of firms getting good deals, over proportion of firms getting bad deals. Bihar is 1,800, right? And then we have, uh, you know, Kerala, which is probably a lot of, you know, maybe a kind of, this is probably more sensible here. In Kerala, the 68.8 suggests that a lot of firms are getting bad deals. You can see here, good 33 and bad 48. Okay, might, that might explain the fact that in Canada they have had pretty much offense and this which are anti business. Okay, uh, but again, you know, it's not, all of it's not very obvious because there are states like Tamil Nadu, which are, I already saw that in the graph, Tamil Nadu is also has a D which suggests that more firms get bad deals in Tamil Nadu. Than good deals. You can see that now 21% get good deals and 27% get bad deals. And about a bunch of firms get okay deals. So when you start seeing this, you start thinking that there's something that's going on. And this is what I thought I should try to make it more systematic and analysis by trying to correlate deal making with governance and see whether we see any patterns. So here's what I do next. Uh, I'm going to skip this, right, on Barbary. So what I do now is that I'm going to try and relate deal making with state capacity, right? Now you could say, well, you know, actually, if you see good deal making, what's wrong with it? What's you know, this is good. I mean, we shouldn't worry about the Red India program. Pretty much everybody seems to be getting their deals quickly. So you could say that good deal making could simply reflect a competent and pro growth bureaucracy that offers operating licenses and construction permits to firms quickly kickstart growth. Exactly what you need. And if you look at the cross-country evidence, because we've been working with cross-country data also, that's true, by and large. Okay? In countries like Malaysia and Indonesia, which are pro-growth countries with pro-competent uh, bureaucracies, we tend to see this in the country of the best deals. When firms get their deals, their, their licenses fairly quickly. So, you know, you could say, well, isn't India the situation? That India, Indian states, they have a very similar kind of argument. But, and so in that case, you can expect a positive relationship between good deal making and set capacity. Strong set capacity would mean the state is pretty, pretty uh, competent, is fairly pro-growth, and can offer deals fairly quickly, offer licenses fairly quickly. But there can be another story. The other story could be that good deal making may reflect a state bureaucracy prone to capture by the business. In other words, if I am a state, a state bureaucracy, it simply can't, it simply can, cannot have its own autonomy in, in giving out licenses, and the business sector pretty much captures the state, then I should expect also in that state good deal making. In that case, we should expect to see a negative relationship between 
the state capacity and the decision. In this case, good deals are, of course, the next bureaucratic politician on one hand and the private sector on the other hand. So this will reflect a weak or corrupt state administration. The question then is, what do we expect in India? Is India like the Malaysias and the, and the Koreas and the Taiwans and the Indonesias, or India is in a different place? Here's the way that we try and do this, okay? So we take different ways of governance. There isn't that much measure of governance at state level in India, all right? So I use the measure, well, I see the bundle of co-authors, we look at service del delivery, how good the government does in providing public goods, health, health and education. I use adjust, adjusted novel index if you get the same source. I use my own measure that when I have had in the paper was development where I look at the international state and business sector, which is essential quality of the state in business interactions. Then I, because I want to make sure I kind of look at every possible measure, I look at the famous basic versus measure of labor regulation. It tells us how much the state is pro-business or anti, uh, or pro-labor or anti-labor, pro-employer or pro-labor. I use political party dummies to look at whether parties differ in rethinking, whether whether government for the government of the state. And then I use a very recent measure by World Bank paper to look at the quality of service delivered by state. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm agnostic. I don't really know what the best measure is. I will look around, I will try and see. Whatever measure I, I, I use, what do I see? And here's what we see. We see that pretty much across the board, we see a negative relationship between good deal-making and governance. Or simply put, the state with weaker governance are the ones who are offering the best deals. So you can see here, this is the, gov the governance, the regulation, and so on. Pretty much, the negative issue is pretty, pretty clearly negative. This is not a kind of scatter which you sort of think, oh, I can't really make up what's going on. Pretty clearly negative. If you look at the letter here, where you can see that, um, so this is deal making here, deal making is very low, the high governance. So these are states which are known to be pretty high capacity, those uh, governments. And these are the states which are, though the worst, in actually offering good deals. On the other hand, Bihar, right up there, is the kind of star performer in deal making in India, should be Modi's favorite state. It's actually the state we know, but whatever measure we use, whichever measure we use, is actually the state with the weakest state capacity. That's the market, right? And you know, like I said, it doesn't matter. The other thing that's interesting here in case you're interested in political parties, that if you were thinking about which particular parties, or rather which in which particular state where there's a party in power, where they have best the best deal making. It are the state with regional parties. So, you know, so the AID and K, not the, not the KK, but whichever regional party in power. The BGP and Congress are equally bad, equally good in terms of deal making. Okay? So, this is quite remarkable that, you know, um, and I can say anything here, I don't want to, so it's quite remarkable that, really speaking, we seem to see a fairly clear negative relationship between governance in the state. And deal making. Okay? And when I do because you might say, well, you know, the scatters are not particularly uh, informative, so I do some regression, this is just basically just looking correlates, so I control perform size and things like that. No matter what I do, no matter what I do, you can see the coefficient on the governance measures lined up there from one, two, three, four are, are always significant at the one person level. This tells you. Even when I net out firm size, because firms might be different size in different states, and that might explain which firm is more powerful to get a deal, 
when I get up all those things, and I also have industry takes effect to control the industry that they are following. So everything, it doesn't change the picture that in India, we seem to see that the weaker states and its governments are the ones who are doing the best in offering these deals. We suggest to you what we seem to be seeing is a situation where this state bureaucracies are being captured by the private sector. There's simply no way you can explain in a state like Orissa that you can get your operating license in one day. Just for the fact that it takes some time to go through the investment projects and look at your paperwork, simply not possible. And yet in Orissa, as you saw, the mode or the median was one day. So this is quite remarkable that we seem to see that. And that tells you right away that there's something else going on here. So we did something else. But the next thing we did was look at firm performance. This is slightly less, I would say, because you know measuring firm performance is not that straightforward. And I um, and I think uh, how much time do you have, Matthew? Uh, another ten minutes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to take this fairly quickly because I think this. Is, uh, but here's what I try to do. Okay. So again, you know, you could say, all right, we are firms are getting good deals. But what if they're the most productive firms? You know, and these are firms which are good with, you know, so we can have, you can see good deals are positive in firm performance. We can say that, you know, good deals are important for firm performance. If you get your license in like one day or two days or 10 days versus 25 or 100 days, that's good. You can start your business quickly and that's good for, for, your, for your productivity and so on, right? So that's one thing. You know, what we can't really say is whether deals lead to for, for better firm for, uh, performance or whether more productive firms get the best, better deals. That causality is very difficult to establish. It can be going in both directions. So we are very, we're not trying to establish causality here. We simply look at associations or correlations. Okay. So that's one argument. Um, but also, you could also say, well, actually, the ones of least productive firms are calling the best deals, and this is because the less productive firms are the politically connected firms. They know the the bureaucrat. They know the politician. They're the ones who actually can offer bribes. Or the state bureaucrats are just not good enough for picking winners. They don't really know who to give, and they tend to favor the, the firm, which are the less productive firms. Right? And in that case, you could say that good deal making is associated with worse firm performance, and good deals may have negative effect locations. So, in this case, you could say that actually, even if you say it's good to have a situation of de facto deals being more important than your rules, here, in this case, it's not a good thing that we seem to see this type of de uh, deal making because it seems to lead to or be linked with worse firm performance. So which of this hypothesis is correct? So here the evidence is less strong and less mixed. So I'm going to not take you through the measure. Well, it's labor productivity and DFP, the usual firm performance measures. And you can see that you know it's not obvious from the scatters. This is far less clear than the one we saw before. What we see? Sometimes we see a negative relationship. And the longer it takes to get the license, less productive the firm. Sometimes you see a positive relationship like it's in Assam, Kerala, West Bengal, Tamil Nadu, and so on. So the overall picture here with uh, productivity and, firm, uh, and uh, deal making, it's not particularly clear that which hypothesis is absolutely correct. Okay? Same thing when I look at uh, total factor productivity. This is essentially a, uh, what I do is I try to take an estimate of the solar residual, for those of you who know what TAP is. And I try to use TFP residuals and look at that versus deal making. And again, you know, negative in some states, some states, uh, you know, nothing in some other states like in Vesbekal and Tamil Nadu, and you know, weakly positive in some other states. 
Now we know that you know, GHP measures are very difficult with the kind of data we have, so I have to be careful about this. But the point is that if you're arguing that yes, we see this deal making, and actually, why not? These are going to the most productive firms. The scatters are not telling us that at all. The scatters are telling us actually not very clear which way the causality goes, or which way the, the hypothesis, which hypothesis is correct. Okay, and I did some more uh, regression on this. I think I just, uh, uh, you know, just maybe sort of summarize this. Overall, I find that you know, deal making uh, the number of days we license and relativity negative and significant sometimes. But the surprising thing is that interaction between the days it takes to get a license and governance measures is positive and significant. We're saying that actually the better governed states, deal making and productivity are moving in different directions. Which is again counterintuitive. Because you could have said, well, you know, if in fact you're a state like Gujarat or a state like Tamil Nadu, which are the better governed states, they are able to choose their firms carefully, then you could say, okay, that's not too bad. But that also we don't we don't seem to see. So what we seem to then come back to is really that, and I'm just going to get to the, the before I get to the last uh, the concluding slide. I just want to sort of say one thing that the thing that's also you know important to keep in mind when we talk about investment plan reforms like the Made in India program, that you know the view that we have often is that there's a level playing field. So we change the rule, everybody will will uh, will respond. And then you know things will change, but there is no level playing field. We've seen in the graphs we saw there is simply no level playing field. The playing field is heavily tilted, either in one direction or another direction. So there is simply no level playing field, okay? And really depends on who you are and how you manage to get your operating license. So there's no level playing field. But also the other thing I want to say that while I'm arguing against the, against the India program to some to a large extent, I also would argue that you can't use industrial policy in India. You can't. Because in India, if you use this issue industrial policy, simply what you're going to see is a situation where state bureaucrats are going to favor firms which they, who they like, who they can get out So to say that bureaucrats in, in a sitting in Gujarat or Tamil Nadu or Bihar can decide that this firm is going to be the next uh, Reliance on the next, uh, you know, data simply isn't going to work. In a world of deals, it is not possible to construct industrial policy that is institutionally robust. If you could, then that would be fantastic. But it seems to me an impossibility. So while I, while I was I'm criticizing the Made in India program and that sort of approach, I also want to say that industrial policy, as we understand it, as in Korea, as in Taiwan as in many other Asian countries, it's simply not going to work in India for this reason. Let me come back to the discussion, okay? So let me, let me conclude, all right? So what we have seen is the argument that we've heard from the, from the government and across the world and others that really what we need to do in India is improve the Hori rules, around approval of property licenses, construction permit, and whole range of other things to, to make it easy to do business in India. That's been the argument that we've heard in the Made in India program. And in principle, who has a problem with that argument? Nobody. Okay? So that's what we heard. But what we seem to see, using the data set that we have got, the first report, what the, how much time it actually took to get the license or the construction permit, we get a very different picture. What we get is number one, de facto deals, rather than de rules, characterize business technologies in India. 
rules are simply not important. What the official policy states is not important. In all the states we've seen, barring a couple of, couple of exceptions, we've seen where the Delhi rule was, was what was actually going on, was very, very different. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is that we've also seen that the deeds are actually going, the good deeds, as we call it, are going to, in states, are going in our more observing state of weak capacity. So the argument that, you know, it's a Gujarat and Tamil Nadu's, which you are doing so well, they managed to get things easy, for, for ease, the ease of doing business much better in Gujarat and Tamil Nadu, that doesn't seem to be consistent with what we see. We seem to see, if we had to, like I said, if we had to give a state a medal for doing well in this, it'd be hard. Not the usual first state you think of. And then along with the Harvey's in a few other states like West Bengal, which also do very well in this. Okay? And finally, I've shown some evidence that the best, the best deeds, the good deeds are not going to the least productive firms in a given state. So even that argument that somehow the deals are going to the productive firms and why should we really worry about this doesn't seem to be supported by the data. So what I what I think we can say from this uh, is to say that you know uh, the whole argument around ease of doing business in India and in fact many other developing countries is simply not going to succeed when it's deals and the rules that characterize the way states and business interact. And to understand that and try to think about what exactly is it that drives deals, what I did do in this paper and I can't do is I don't really know why do form X gets a deal or a license in a couple of days and form Y gets it in 100 days. That I don't have information on. That I can't say. But that's obviously the next step to understand exactly who is getting the best deals and who's getting the bad deals. But simple point here, even without that, at least we can say that this whole, whole uh, objective of trying to reform these of doing business in India is simply essentially going down a path that doesn't seem very useful. And that, I think, is what we can say with some kind of subsequent. Okay, I'll stop here.